BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Let's talk to Daniel. Daniel, hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, had to have someone, you know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Was that was that a dick thing of me to say? You can tell me if it was. No, no, I just didn't. I didn't want to be one of those people to ask how are you, but here I am. What do you? Why is it? Why is it such a bad thing to ask me how I am? Um, it seems like everyone does, and and we know you're doing fine. How do you know I'm doing fine? I could be doing. Um, I could be severely depressed. Um, well, we just. Daniel, it says here that you're from Philadelphia. You're 26 years old. You say it says you have a neighbor who is being a dick to you. Is that is that correct? Is that what you wanted to talk about? Well, he's he's just um, he, no, he's kind of a dick in general. Um, I've I've lived next to him for about ten years. I live with my parents still, mm-hmm. and his um, he comes up to me the other day and he he informs me that um, his dog had passed away, which is not really surprising. His dog had been sick for a while, but um, also his his wife is on top of that is terminally ill with cancer. And I've known this man for a while, and um, I certainly have sympathy for him, but I don't really know if I feel bad for him in a way. Mm. Mm. Why? Why is this? Why? Why do you feel as though you don't feel bad for him? Like empathy, in, in more of a sense, like I don't really want to talk it out with him because he's kind of. He's made some racist comments in the past about people in general, and we've never not gotten along, but he's just not really someone I spark up a conversation with. Hmm. And uh, do you feel as though he he is turning to you specifically as somebody to be a, a shoulder to cry on in this in this time of need? Yeah, so background, he's he's um he's older, I'd say maybe in his 60s, um mid to late 60s, and he they don't have any children, so he's he's kind of alone in this journey with his wife right now and and um and as a person like most people I would I would feel really bad about that and and I certainly do in a way, but I don't necessarily have as much empathy as I would like someone I get along with better. Mm. Mm. And well, like I said, is he is he asking you specifically for sympathy? Like, do you do you feel him trying to talk to you a lot about this situation? Um, he's been out a little more. I, I stand outside in, in my backyard when I let my dog out, which he also made comments about. He doesn't like my dog being a pit bull, but <laughs> so he made fun of my dog. But anyway, um, yeah, he's he's been outside more and trying to spark up a conversation. Um, but I mean, I just kind of keep it short and simple. You know, Daniel, I'm, um, I'm not a moral authority of any, uh, kind. Um, and you have no oblig, you have no obligation to do anything for anyone ever. You really don't. And I believe that you have no obligation to, uh, do any, you have no obligation to be nice to anyone or to sympathize to anyone. 
you are just born on this earth and you can see things and hear things if you're lucky and uh, then you die and that's really the basics of it um, do, do you do you want to be nice to this guy like what how, how do you feel about the situation first like where do your desires lie um i i think it's, it comes more from i'm i'm more of a uh, like i i'm not really usually like this but because of the the relationship i've had with him over the last 10 years i i don't really have any interest in in really discussing things with him mm-hmm. okay well here's the thing you don't have to uh because you, you don't really have to do anything but you know, it's one thing to deploy kindness uh, when it's easy. You know, like when people have been kind to you and, you know, your friends are coming to you with, uh, you know, things. And it's like, oh, I like this person. I'm going to show sympathy to them. But I think if you want... And again, it's only if you want. I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But if you want to be mm-hmm. a guy who's constantly radiating with kindness and you want to really think of yourself as a kind person and act with kindness to the world, I think you have to do it even in situations where it's difficult, such as this. You know, because to yeah, look at this guy, true. to look at this guy and to be able to go you know, this guy said some things that I really don't like. This guy's really never been nice to me. This guy's really been uh, just just a jerk to me, and I just I don't like him. But all that withstanding, I still love him as a fellow human being on this earth. I still want to be kind, and I'm still going to say to him, I'm sorry for your loss. I still don't wish any ill upon him. Whether or not I believe he deserves these things, I'm still going yeah, to that's, that's a really good point. think of him sympathetically yeah. and, and want good things for him. Um, I feel like today we don't really do that a lot. I feel like we kind of pick our heroes and our villains and, and you know, that's the way to do it. You know, again, I'm not telling anyone what they should do, but I think that there is a lot of strength in saying... You know, I want the best for everyone, even if I mean I, that's that's what I want for myself. You know, I'm I'm trying to get there. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of strength in being like, this person did me wrong. I don't like them. Don't agree with them. I might even think that they're kind of evil, but uh, I still want the best from them because that's that's just how I am. Um, so I'm just presenting that as an option for you to take. Should it be appealing to you? No. I- I really appreciate that different perspective. I didn't really think about it like that. And I kind of want to kill him with kindness now. My favorite, this is a tangent, my favorite parts in movies, like when I was a kid, I used to love these parts in movies. And as I'm growing up, I'm kind of understanding why, is um, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I have an example from He-Man and an example from Toy Story 3. You ever see, you ever <laughs> see Toy Story 3? Uh Yeah. You ever see the epi- the this makes me cry when I think about it. You ever see in uh, Toy Story three <laughs> when they're all going into the uh, trash compactor and like Lotso hugging bear? This is yeah. where Lotso hugging bear. He like uh, th- throws he like throws them all away, and I forget how he gets there too. But Lotso hugging bear has already established himself as a villain. He's already fucked over the mm-hmm. toys. He's already screwed everyone over, and like they're everyone's like picking up a magnetic thing. Right to get away from the fire that's gonna kill them, and Lotso Huggin' yeah. Bear is stuck under the this like metal thing or whatever, and everyone's like, "Come on, Woody, we gotta go!" And Woody, and you know, Woody does. He goes and he saves Lotso Huggin' mm-hmm. Bear, even though Lotso Huggin' Bear put them in that situation, even though he has established himself as an evil antagonist who has bad intentions. Woody goes and he saves them anyway. Do you know why? Because he's a fucking why? good guy. Because that's who Woody is. Because he doesn't yeah. care. He, that's what he does. He-Man did the same thing with Skeletor. I don't remember the exact 
situation, but I, I've seen that in movies all the time, and it always gets to me. Um, and that, no, that feels point. analogous to the situation. Need... Yeah, the, that's my next arc. Beautiful. Well, anything else you want to say to the people at the computer, Daniel? Uh, I appreciate um, them joining, and I really appreciate you uh, giving me that uh, advice. For sure, man. Thank you for calling. All right. Take care. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, that always used to resonate with me because you because you watch that scene and you're like, and you know what's and you know what happens? Woody saves Lotso Hugging Bear, and then afterwards, Lotso Hugging Bear has an opportunity to save Woody, and he still doesn't do it, and he doesn't do it. But that's that's the kind of guy Woody is. I want to be more like that in my own life. I've thought about it. I've really thought about it. I'm like. Because I talk about this stuff and I try to come at it from a way of like I'm not a moral authority because I don't – this is just a thing I, I'm striving for, not a thing from a point of I do this and everyone else should. But, you know, I think about it all the time. I think like if somebody really did something fucked up to me, like, you know, some, like they, you know, did something to hurt one of my family members or, or, or myself or something like that, I'm like, could I – Maybe even after a little bit of time, could I eventually find a way to love them? Like, wouldn't that be, isn't that what I would want? Wouldn't that be the best thing for me personally to have that strike? That's a hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do. But I think about it as like a, I just think about it for myself a lot. It's interesting to come on here on, on this podcast and talk about it because I think about it all the time. All right, next call. You guys remember that Toy Story 3 reference, right? Hello? Oh, hello. Hey, this is Ian. Ian? Oh, hello? What's up, Ian? Not much. Just getting ready for work. Well, where do you work? Um, I work at Carvana. <laughs> you work at Carvana? Yeah. I've I've seen advertisements for that. What is that? Um, it's a I believe we are a wholesale used car service. So we sell used cars to people, and we'll buy a used car, and we'll um, come and pick it up for you, and then we'll send it to you for free as well if you buy a new mm. car. And is working there as boring as it sounds? You know what? It's okay. I get paid decently. I get paid above minimum wage for what I do. And I really don't do nothing. I, I work for security. So I work from 3 to 11.30. And it's such a great schedule. So you don't do it. You really don't have to do anything, you said. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> do you like having a job where you don't really do anything? You're just kind of <laughs> biding your time? Oh, no, no. I'm looking for another job. I'm thinking about babysitting currently for three children. You're, you're babysitting currently? Oh, no. I'm thinking about babysitting for um, three children. What's, uh, what's, what's, is, now, you, when you say you're thinking about babysitting for three children, did, did you find uh, a group of three children specifically that want to have you babysit for them, or are you about to go in search specifically for three children because you know oh, you no, want to babysit I use, for three um, children this, this, I use this app called We Care and it's basically like a, a babysit I guess and so if somebody has a need for a babysitter or in my case a manny then I would come and help I feel like I'm learning a lot about uh, companies today The what, what's the name of this? We Care? oh yeah great great oh, We Care W-E-E and then care. Now, how do they background kind of check like you to make care. sure that you're not like a crazy person? You're not going to do anything weird to the kids? Um, yes, you do have to go through a background. So I did that. But I'm also like a, I was a, a teacher support staff. So yeah. I had to do a, also like a background for the Arizona Department of Safety. So I also have that. So pretty chill, yeah. pretty chill. What is it that you enjoy about uh, working with children? Um, I think that it's 
they're just like little little sponges that will fight anything and do anything. So it's everything could be different every day. Hmm. Hmm. Do you, which do you enjoy better between working with children and working with cars? Um, I say I would say children. I want to be a principal or a superintendent sometime. You want to be a principal when you when you uh, I was going to say when you grow up, but it says here that well you're 20, <laughs> so you have more time. I, I feel like 20. I mean, it makes sense for you to say I want to be that when I grow up because I mean, there's no 20 year old principles. Is there? You know how the to be the president you have to have like a be like 35. Is there an age? Is there a minimum age for principal? I believe it's five. Say that again. I wasn't it 25, or is that like 25? You can be a principal at 25. I believe so. As long as you finish your four years and get your bachelor's, I believe so. That's pretty wild. I, I couldn't imagine going to the principal's office and the principal looks kind of like he could be in your class. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do as principal? Um, I'm more into education or independency. So I independency. kind of teach you to be independent. The academics, I would kind of be more independent. I guess you could say more home ex kind hmm. of courses, agriculture, teaching you to do things on your own. Instead Did of having he... to pay thousands of dollars to go and learn it somewhere else. It's true. It's true. I feel like that makes sense. You know, trying to give the children um, practical skills that they can use in their life, like how to cook or clean or drive a car or do various things that you need to be, you know, pay taxes. They never taught us how to pay taxes. It's crazy yeah. that they never taught us that. And it's Both like a whole thing we have started, to do. But we learn how to start it. We learn how to do things. And then in high school, we learned about, like, politics, and we learned about how to take care of ourselves, how to do our taxes, how to go about getting a car, what's a good interest rate, what's not a good interest rate. Oh, man. That sounds incredibly interesting. What was your relationship like with your principal when you were, when you were in, uh, in school? Mm, for, for school, my, I was... Uh, uh, what would you call a handbook reader? So if we didn't do what the handbook said, I'm sorry, I broke the rule so that we could do what the handbook said. So I was, uh, oh, being on the edge of the rule book, I guess you could say. You were on the edge of the rule book, you said. Tell me, tell me what rule do you remember breaking the most? Oh, okay. So one time, I, I believe it was for my junior year, I had a dare to bring um, an obscene toy to school. And I was not 18 at the moment. So I had gone to Spencer's and bought this toy and little did they know they just sold it to me. And so my job was to get it through security on the plane, then get it to school because I had to fly to school. And so then when we got to school, they also like checked us and everything to make sure we didn't have weapons or drugs and stuff. So I had to also hide it inside, like around my clothes so they wouldn't notice it. And so I went for like a whole two months um, with it in my dorm. And we would basically kind of like stow it around like a baseball around, around the dorm. In your <laughs> dorm. Okay. All right. So you went to like some boarding school, it sounds like. Okay. And you, you were, you were dared to bring a uh, sex toy there. Correct. Spent. I did not. Spencer's gifts sell, sold you a sex toy when you were in high school. Yeah, I was sixteen, and they sold me that. They didn't ask me for no ID. Really? That's crazy that they didn't ask you for any sort of ID. Right? Did they like? Did, do you think they knew that you were sixteen and they just sold it to you anyway? I have no idea. I don't. I don't even know what they thought they were thinking. They probably just thought this little gay boy wanted a little fake toy, so they're gonna sell it to him, make some money. You know what? I you know I feel like in all of your adventures with this sex toy, every adult that you come into contact with is like 
they just don't want to get involved at all. They don't want to have a. Con- they don't want to talk to you about it. Like I, pr- like I wouldn't be surprised if like the security guard did see it on you and was just like, I'm not d- touching this with a ten foot pole. You know, I don't want to get involved in this situation even slightly because that's an awkward conversation <laughs> to have funny. with a stranger's child. <laughs> and it was funny because to like get it onto um onto campus. At the airport, I took it out of my suitcase before we got picked up on the bus at the airport. So I took it out, and it was like 12 inches, I think. And so I basically wrapped it around the waist of the waist of my front. And so when they checked us, they didn't check that area of us. So it was just like basically wrapped around my waist. And then you it wrapped it around months. your waist like a belt. Uh, no, I'm not that skinny. So it was like just like the front of my torso. <laughs> Oh yeah, if I saw if I were like a TSA agent and I saw some kid with a, a dildo wrapped around his waist, I I would not say anything at all. I would be like, I'm gonna pretend like I did not see that and uh, move on with my day. So I know you think you might have been slick, but there were probably just a lot of extremely uncomfortable adults who uh, made the decision not to intervene with that, but. Now I feel like, okay, so you're going to become a principal and, you know, what is your style of principal? Okay, well, you said your style is going to be that you want to teach the children stuff that they know about in real life. If you were a principal, let's say, okay, I'm going to throw this at you. If you were a principal and you saw some kid running around the hallway with a dildo, what would you do? Oh, well, that wouldn't be happening in mine because in our hand, but we wouldn't have no, we wouldn't be allowed obscene objects on school campus. So I would hope both kids would not do that. So that was what made me brought it because everybody knew not to bring it. But in public school, I think it's a little bit. Well, hold on. Well, hold on, Ian. Answer the question. If you were a principal and you saw that happening, what would you do? (laughs) Um, I would laugh and stop, stop them. And then confront them about it. Obviously, I would. Take it. You said obviously you would take it. Yeah, I would have to take it. Yeah, but well, okay. What are you gonna do with it though? You're not, you're, you can't just keep it in your office. No, you just you dispose of it. So hopefully he don't go dumpster diving, or they don't go dumpster diving for it. Mm. So when you say you would confront them, how would you do like what would you say to them? Like what would you like I assume you would sit them down and have a, a some form of a serious discussion. What would that what would that sound like? Well, hmm, I don't really know on that part because I I kind of more of like a social kind of cute person. So if they're freaking out kind of like, "Oh, I got caught with this thing and I know I'm not supposed to be." I'm going to be like, "Okay, give it to me here, Brenda," and then just take it and throw it away but if it's someone who's like kind of just dare to kind of take it and they don't know what they're kind of doing of course i'm going to kind of like talk to them and like basically tell them why it's not allowed what it is hopefully they would know what it is hmm. Hmm. the disposal part is tricky because you would have to Very like hard. you couldn't you couldn't put it in a fresh trash bin you would have to sort of submerge it and the- then cover oh. it with some other trash if you get caught with that, you can't be blaming it on the kid. I mean, you could, but you know, then people would think that you brought a dildo to school and you're blaming it on the kids, which would be fucked up of you. The kid reports me and says I have it. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I hope that that doesn't happen to you, Ian. I hope that your principal career is filled with uh, uh, children uh, following the rules to the T of your handbook. And that it's a smooth ride for you. Correct. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling in. Anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, don't buy don't buy um, guinea pigs from PetSmart. Perfect. Thank you for calling in. Go. Bye bye. Ian sounded like a good person. Uh, their phone, on the other hand, 
uh, really sucked. Um, the reason why they said that guinea pig thing is because I have we have a call screener who screens the calls and writes down what people want to talk about, and like ninety five percent of the time, I'll ask them what they wanted to talk about, unless if they bring up something slightly more interesting. Um, Ian apparently told the call screener that he has a murderous guinea pig that uh, kills every other guinea pig that his friends get. Oh, oh, no, okay, not that. Because I was going to ask, like, why? Are you, what's up with you and all your friends are, like, guinea pig people? No, he, he buys this guinea pig, and he buys multiple of them, and one of them continues to kill the other guinea pigs. That's what Ian wanted to talk about when we talked about the principal thing. You know what? The guinea pig thing might have been kind of interesting, but it is lost in time now. And we will never get closure on the murderous guinea pig. But to give some context to Ian's advice, I would probably take it to heart if they tell us not to buy guinea pigs from PetSmart. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Bunny? Uh, hello? <laughs> How are you? Oh my gosh, I didn't know if this was real. <laughs> this is, uh, I, I, I have as much of a diagnosis on uh, whether or not this is real as you do, Bunny. But well, um, well, here's the thing. All everyone, everyone, like there's like four voices. They all sound the same. It's like you have two guys and then two girls, and I feel like they just call in and they just have like little prompts, and everybody just you know just does their little thing. So I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> you know what? You're a hundred percent right. I get fucking comments all the time of people being like, all the callers sound the same. It's just some guy. It, it, this this guy just has his friends call in and stuff. And it's like that that's not true, but you're right. Uh, there's like a sort of a high pitched male voice and a low pitched male voice, and everyone fits into one of those two categories. And then there's two girl voices that everyone fits into those categories. Which girl voice do you think you are of the two that are I'm on the show? I'm just going to ask you what you think I am. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I and think you know what? I'm one of them, though. You I've don't need to know. You don't need to know a damn thing yes, to be on here, Bunny. Right. But listen, Bunny, it says here that you're 24 years old. You're from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Yes. I wonder what that's like. You hate compliments. You get compliments on your appearance Sorry. a lot. And you say that it, it actually makes you more self-conscious to receive a compliment. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just ever been since, like, junior high. Like, whenever I'd, like, wear a shirt and someone would be like, oh, hey, I like your shirt. Like, it'd make me just super self-conscious. Like, oh, what's wrong with my outfit? Like, did it rip in the back? Is my underwear sticking out? You know, like, what's going on? And, like, still to this day, like, I still have that fear. And I've tried to get over it, but I just can't. And, you know, I dress kind of eccentric, and I really like the way I dress, and I feel really good about it until somebody, like, I'm out and somebody gives me a compliment. And then I'm just like, oh, I just, like, want to go and change into something normal and just, like, not want to be seen. Mm, <laughs> and I don't know why. Um, so are we talking mainly compliments uh, regarding your your appearance? Uh, yeah, mostly in my appearance. Sometimes I'll get it about my personality. I'm like, oh, they're just, they're just lying. They're just trying to be nice. <laughs> I don't believe mm. them. But it's, like, mm. not as severe as, like, the outfit compliments. And sometimes so when I go into stores, I usually get it mostly just like some strangers. I like pretend I'm on the phone when I'm walking through stores just so like I don't get people talking to me or, <laughs> you know. Interesting. Interesting. Um, have you ever received a compliment that did not have this effect? Um, not from a stranger, probably not. But like if it's from like 
a sister or like a really close friend and I know that they're genuine about it, then it doesn't bug me. But mm. from strangers, <laughs> it just like drives me up the wall. Mm, okay, so so if you receive a compliment from someone you know, like a close friend or a family member, you do not have the same thought train as when it's a stranger. Well, why why do you think time. that is? Um, just because I know their intentions and I know that they're genuine about it and it's not... Like, if I did have something wrong with my outfit, then they would tell me. Mm. Whereas, like, a stranger, it's like, oh, are they trying to tell me something? <laughs> So I was going to say that, I mean, I feel like typically this is, I'm going to do some armchair therapy here. I feel like typically this is like a self-esteem thing, but you're telling me that uh, you actually, you, you like how you dress. You sound to me, you know, at least when you were talking about the way that you present yourself, you sound to me like you like it. That there is uh, a, a sort of fire of confidence within you in regards to how you dress and uh, your opinion of yourself sounds to be in, in a good place. What I mean, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm, totally. Okay. So if your opinion of yourself seems to be in a good place, uh, do you, are you, uh, does, does that get rattled when people, I mean, you know, confirm it and, you know, say, hey, you know, they they really do like your dress or fingernails or whatever it is <laughs> um i don't know see i i just like i still feel good about my outfit but just like i don't know something about getting a compliment just throws it off <laughs> and then i go home and i'm like yeah i do look good i do look bomb i'm like why did i ever feel self-conscious about somebody saying something right well i mean the foundation of your confidence uh, should come from you. And it sounds like it does. Is that accurate? Um, I would say so. Okay. Um, have, you ever, have you ever talked to a real therapist about this? <clears throat> um... Not really. <laughs> I probably should, though. Uh, how is your confidence in general? Um, pretty good. It's gotten a lot better over the years. I, I do tend to be quiet and shy. But over the years, I've been able to be more confident and be able to show myself, except for just getting compliments <laughs> just on my outfits that just okay now i don't know why now how do you feel about insults if somebody came up to you and they were like uh your your dress looks like shit and your fingernails suck how would how would that make you feel <laughs> oh i would love that i want people to be more mean to me and like i think that's the problem is everybody's just so nice to me that i just mm -hmm. want somebody to walk up and just like give me the worst and just tell me straight up <laughs> what's I, going on. What, I, I what's your name again? Oh, what was that? What's your name? Oh, Bunny. Bunny, I fully empathize with you. I, uh, I, I, people, uh, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um, I, you're making, I'm, kind of, I'm sort of realizing now that I have a similar thing that you have, where like you know people will tell me things about myself and i'll be like ah they're just saying that but when people say a negative thing to me i'm like finally someone's telling me the fucking business here someone's telling me the truth okay <laughs> yeah, not everything can yeah. be positive all the fucking time i love it i love it too i'm totally with you and you're I not alone like I, I love I it too <laughs> and i hate it because i can't be negative to other people to show that that's what i want i have to be so nice to them too because they're yeah. so nice to me it's just like i just i can't handle it <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm always trying to let people know, like, listen, if you have a genuine criticism of me, I want you to tell me um, and I want people to know I can handle it. You know, I just want people to know I can. But nobody wants to wants to wants to do it because people are afraid to, to criticize other people because of, you know, whatever social 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 conventions. Um. So, I mean, look, if you leave this call with anything, just, you know, know that you are, 
you are not alone in this very fucking weird thing that that we seem to share. Because um, I also I love I love when people tell me that um, you know some insult about uh, uh, me that is that confirms something that I was self conscious about because I'm like okay I'm not fuck because then I see someone will be like um, you know oh your fucking show sucks and I'll be like okay f- f- I'm not crazy here f- these thoughts that I've been having are okay I'm not insane in having these thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I honestly don't think you show sex, so I can't say that. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! Sorry, I'm sorry for that. Real. That's why sorry I'm calling in. <laughs> okay, next time I'll sorry call you and say you show sex. No, no, no. no tell me someone else. Well, Bunny, I think um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think you've been you've been I'm trying to think of a compliment, um. That's not weird. Uh, you have been nice to talk to. I get you. Oh, thank you. Of course. I hope so. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, probiotics will change your life. <laughs> I just started taking them this week, and I have never felt freedom like I have this week. <laughs> I endorse so the use of probiotics. Take a probiotic. Please. <laughs> That's all. That's medical, all and, you, and you know what's great is you don't need to have any sort of medical background to endorse something. You can just do it. You don't even have to believe in it. You don't even <laughs> have to know what it is. You can just endorse it. It's the beauty Hell of yeah. life. I Thank you for calling, buddy. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. I I agree with that. I, I like when, um, when people are mean to me. Because people are... I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. Most people are pretty nice to me. I'm blessed that like the majority of people are not. I don't. I never get offended by anything that I read on the internet because it's just, like most people are pretty nice to me. So it's every time I see something that is mean, I'm like. Finally, when I was waiting, because I'm I'm prepared. I'm like, it's just inevitable. You can't get too upset when someone's a dick to you because there's like seven billion, hundred seven hundred thousand. There's like seven. There's infinite people in the universe, and what? They're all supposed to be nice to you. What are you nuts? Of course, of course. Somebody is going to be mean to you. So when it happens, I don't get upset because I'm like, all right, this was just an inevitability. This is to be expected. This is part of the process of being a human being, especially being someone who's, you know, putting themselves out there. So I just accept it as part of the thing. Uh, I'm lucky that everyone is, most people are nice to me. But it's exciting when they're not. It's a break in form. I'm grateful for every single message that I've got. I respond to them when I can. Uh, messages of people being like, oh, I love the show and you've been uh, great. And I'm like, thank you very much. But it's sometimes you get something that's like, you know, you're a fucking fat piece of shit. And I hope th- uh, and you should quit. And I'm like, finally, I've been waiting for this. It's like, uh, it's inevitable. I just want to get it over with. I just want to get the, you know, you know, the punch is coming. You know... That people being jerks is just an inevitability of existing in society. So when it happens, I don't get upset. I'm just going through the motions. I'm driving down the road. I'm stopping at stop signs. I'm eating food. I'm sleeping. I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm getting yelled at occasionally. It's fine. Hello? Uh, hello? Hi, is this John? Uh, John Carlo, yeah. John Carlo, how you doing? Oh, wait, okay, so is your, like, your first name is John Carlo? Yeah, all one word. I have a friend, his name is John Tom. And he Tom. hates... When people call him John, or when they call him Tom, because a lot of the times he'll say, hey, my name is John Tom. People go, what? 
That's a that's so a cross that me, I feel like both of you guys have to bear, where you tell people your name and they go, "What is it? Is that your full name? Is that your first name? What's you know the deal here?" Go ahead. It's so it's so annoying because all my life I've grown up and just had to accept that people assume that my last name is Carlo and have to be yeah. like, "No," and it's just such a hassle. But yeah, I can totally understand that and get it. No, my friend, he says the same thing. He's like, I hate it. People won't just accept it. It's a hassle. It's a whole thing. And, you know, I, I tell him, I'm like, you know, if it really bothers you that much, just go by John. And he's like, no, that's my fucking name. He got pissed off at me when I suggested that. So I respect you guys for even in the face of such a hassle, continuing to live by your actual name. Because I, if I were you, I would have changed. Or if I were... You or if I were my friend John Tom, I would have changed my name to John when I was, you know, 11. So I am not as strong as you guys. For me, I feel like I would be more upset at my mom for, like, choosing the name. Because the creativity with her, like, just went downhill right after my name. Why? What's, uh, what are your brother's names? So there's me, John Carlo. And there's Joseph, Nicole, Bobby, Randy. Okay, so they did. They were like, okay, we're not going to do the weird double name thing for two kids. And then they were, uh, they named their last kid Bobby Randy just for nostalgia. By the way, Bobby Randy has it way worse than you do. I mean, that is an incomprehensible two name name. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Uh, how can I get you this evening, Giancarlo? Um, so my dilemma pretty much starts uh, with. The fact that my half-brother recently immigrated to the United States, and he is living at my aunt's house in my hometown. Unfortunately, I've been feeling a lot of pressure from all of my family members to interact and reach out and, like, you know, say hi. But I'm an extremely anxious person, and don't I've never been in this situation before, so I don't exactly know how I'm supposed to just drive over there and, like, say hi or anything. So, your half-brother, he recently immigrated to... Let's see, where does it say you live? Where do you live? I live in Indiana. You live in Indiana, and your half-brother immigrated to Indiana from where? Uh, Honduras. From Honduras. And do you live with any of your other family in uh, Indiana? Or not necessarily with them, but are any of them out, are any other of your family in Indiana? Uh, yeah, so... Like, I'd say, like, 50% of my family live in Indiana, and then the rest are uh, split between Honduras and then North Carolina, I believe. Um, I don't live with any of my family members. I live with my roommate and my girlfriend. So I'm confused, because uh, it'd be one thing if you lived in some place, and your family lived in a different place, and your half-brother was coming, and your family was like, hey, take care of your half-brother when you're there. Uh, And you're like, ah, kind of anxious, I don't want to do that, but... If your family lives there too, why don't you see your half brother alongside the rest of your family? Why don't you like plan a you know whole you know dinner or, or something like that? Or if if they care so much about entertaining him, why don't they plan a dinner and invite you? What's why does it have to be your thing to take care of him? So it's a tricky situation uh, because um, all of my family's on my mother's side, and as for my aunt and him, they're on my dad's side. And I don't really have a whole lot of family on that side except for okay. my aunt, him, and, like, maybe two other people. Okay, so, so the like family that off. is – so the, the family that is related to the half-brother, you do not have a lot of in Indiana? Yeah, no, like, I don't really have any relationship with them, like, at all. Okay. All right, that makes a little bit more sense. So you're the – so – in the eye, from the perspective of your half brother, you are the only family member of his living in Indiana, um, except for my brother, because um, he, my Joseph, he's also his um, half brother. So it's only him and I. Okay, so uh, why don't you go visit him with your brother? We were supposed to this weekend. He ended up going to see him without me, and I was too caught up in doing something, so I wasn't able to, and I feel like I kind of, like, blew that opportunity to try to break the ice um, and, like, kind of tag-team it. 
but now it's just uh, where I'm kind of in the situation where I have to do it myself. Okay. So I'm extremely anxious about it. T- tell me, um, tell me why you're anxious about it. Um, so it's just like a really weird new situation for me to be in, especially because I don't go out of my way to really interact or talk to too many people. So I don't know too much about what I should really do or like how I should go about it or like what I should like invite him to do. Cause I don't want to take him to go see a movie where we just sit in the dark for an hour, yeah, hour and a half a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, do take it. How old are you? 20, 21. Why don't you take it? Do you drink? Does he drink? Um, I I don't know, honestly. I know that he's a couple months older than I am, but I really don't know anything about him or like what he's into. So I feel like drinking him could be kind of hit or miss. Look, ask him if he wants to go to a bar. Ask him if he wants to go to a restaurant, anything like that. Um, although for you, this doesn't feel like a like a what to do situation because we already know what to do. I feel the 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 problem lies in the fact that you're just kind of anxious to do it. It sounds, yeah. Um, and so you have just a general anxiety. You said about meeting other people and interacting with them. Yeah. Hmm. 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 When's the last time that you... Well, you have a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you have friends? Um, I have, like, two friends. Does any part of you desire... Because there's a lot of people out there in the world that they're, like, cool with, you know, staying inside and not talking to a lot of people and having a few friends and being comfortable and, and sort of living life that way. And that's a fine way to live life. Um... Is that is that you? Would you describe yourself as that, or are you, you know, do you, do you desire to uh, heighten your social skills at all? So I used to be a very social person, but then like when the pandemic like hit, my social skills just like went down the gutter. So yeah. my friend groups have become like very close knit, and ever since I got into three D printing, it's just been like my entire life. So I don't yeah. really interact with people. Damn 3D printing. We thought it was going to be video games. We thought it was going to be VR porn. We thought it was going to be the the waifu uh, bed pillows. All These are all the things that we thought were going to keep people inside forever. But no, it was 3D printing. I'm really obsessed with it. Like, it's, like it's bad. Like, oh my lord. I spent so much time watching videos and, like, learning about it. Giancarlo... I would, you know, I, here's this is uh, this is the issue that I have when I when I talk to people who have like, because I I feel I can't magically bestow upon you, um, the confidence or desire to go and hang out with your half brother, but I will say I think this is an opportunity for you to jump into the cold water and. Just go and and sort of, in a way, be forced to put yourself out there and make conversation with a new person. And maybe that could be a helpful chance for you to take. Well, if it does make you feel better, I had already, like, decided that if you had picked up my call, I was going to go do it anyway. Perfect. This weekend. Okay, good. So, I mean, I am going to do it. Now I'm just, like, trying to figure out what to do and how to go about the situation. Great news is... Uh, this is the easy part, dude. You can just go to a bar and hang out with okay. them at the bar. Easy peasy. I am worried that there might be a slight language barrier because I don't know if he speaks English and my Spanish is kind of shit. You know what? That'll be a fun thing for you guys to work through. <laughs> All right. Consider it a good challenge for you. I will think of it as a mighty challenge. Um. Good luck to you, uh, John. Okay, well, I keep... Uh, what is it? John? Car- Good luck to you, John Carlo. Um, yeah, man, go kill it. Uh, it's your cousin. Wait, no, not your cousin. Your half brother. My brother. He's your half brother. So there's no way for you to really embarrass yourself in front of him because he's also has your blood. So anything he thinks okay. of you, he's a little bit thinking of himself as well. Half. I think it'll be funny. 
Thanks for calling Juan, uh, John Carlo. I keep thinking I'm. I keep thinking your name is Juan Carlo. Because I've heard. Uh, yeah, because I've never. I've never met someone named John Carlo, but I've heard the name Juan Carlo a lot. Yeah, Juan Carlo is a lot more common than John Carlo. Like it's just. It's so annoying. I actually go by GC a lot of the time just to make it easier for people, and I tend to like kind of whitewash my name so that like people can say it or pronounce it a lot easier, just to make my life easier. Well, JC, uh, have fun with your brother. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care, boss. Bye. Uh, let's see. John Carlo. The only way sometimes to uh, do this shit of getting confidence and put yourself out there is to just jump into the cold water. Uh, I've tried many times to get to improve my social skills, to learn how to talk to more people. And some people, they like connecting with others just inherently more than other people do. And it's hard if you're not one of those people to force yourself to do it. But I feel like this whole half-brother thing is a little, little opportunity for John Carlo to work up his social skills in, like, a pretty safe environment. I mean, they have plenty to talk about. They're both of the same ilk. It's not like he's just going up to some girl at a bar and trying to make conversation out of nothing. You know, it's a solid, uh, solid arena for him to practice in. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, hello? Lyle? Hi. Is this Lyle? This is is def it's definitely someone. What's your name? Um, I'm Pixie. Pixie, how's it going? I'm I'm doing great. It's going good. Is this actually Lyle? I can't tell. You sound so different. I sound different. In what way do I sound different? You sound so different. You literally sound so different. I don't know. In in what way? How if you could in any way, shape, or form describe how I sound different? How would you describe? You it? sound more normal. You sound more normal. Well, now I'm offended that you ever assumed that I sounded weird. Well, maybe it's like without the visual, yeah. uh, without the gecko costume. Yeah. Uh, so Pixie, are you are you with? Somebody? It says that you're with somebody or that you wanted to talk about somebody? Yep, I got my girlfriend right here. Okay. Um, she's in the background. Her name is Moth. Moth and Pixie. Interesting. Both, yeah. uh, are the, <laughs> did you guys, can I ask, did you guys pick those names for yourselves? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We're both trans. Now, did you two both, like, kind of agree to, uh, because you both picked winged characters. I, I guess they're not characters. You winged beings. Um, well, her name is actually Moss, M-O-S-S, like, the plant, like, that grows on trees. But oh. it's funny, because she also, she also goes by Moss, like, oh, yeah. M-O-T-H. Uh, she goes by that um, online for selling content. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's. I'd rather be a pixie than a moth. I feel like that's a more glamorous life. Oh, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it is a more glamorous life. But that I think that describes us pretty well, like in comparison to each other. <laughs> so, pixie and moth. What is it that you guys, if anything at all, what is it that you guys wanted to talk about today? Well, you were talking a lot about existentialism and whatnot, and I was resonating a lot with that because I have a really hard time, like, even perceiving other people 
perceiving me. Like I can't I can't even understand that these people have their own consciousness just like me and that they have yeah. to figure everything out like I'm doing it right now. Yeah. And it's also really really hard cuz I don't see how half of these people are even wanting to do it cuz I don't want to do it most of the time. So I don't understand how like slow down real quick. Like sorry. <laughs> what is what is what is it? Just life, all of it, man. Just the shit. Um, can I tell you this one thing about because you're talking about you don't understand uh, people perceiving you and whatnot. Um, yeah. Your life, well, and I've just this is just my own opinion from my own experience. Yeah. Uh, the, I think it's important to a degree to understand that other people have. Uh, perceptions and thoughts the same as you do because it makes you more empathetic towards them but uh the more that you just fucking completely ignore the fact that other people have thoughts and perceptions you'll feel a little bit better because if you're always thinking about how other people have thoughts and perceptions do it enough that you have empathy for people but not too much that you're self-conscious about yourself all the time exactly you know what i'm saying uh, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I spend a lot of time just wondering, looking at people and being like, is that like an AI that I created in my brain or are they real? Mm. Because I, it's hard for me to perceive that like you exist and you have a brain right now and you're thinking things just like I am. Like, sure am. How, I've never done this before. How am I supposed I'm thinking, to do this? Like, I am thinking horrible horrible thoughts that I could never share with anyone else. Oh, and no. If anyone ever found out about the thoughts that I think, they would be disgusted with me, and that's why I never share them. No, I disagree. I think like that, too, but I have... But I tell them. I tell people the thoughts because I want to remove the taboo-ness from it. Like, here's the thing. I have intrusive thoughts, and I mean this in the, in the best way possible, if you can. I've thought about killing before and it's not that i want to it's just like bad intrusive thoughts and that's okay we can share them because then it'll be like hey hey actually i think about that too and then we can be like oh okay cool we're both awful people like you know and it's just like you have thoughts let's see is that can we talk about that are we allowed i feel like we're totally allowed to talk about that but no well we're talking about it in in a theory we're talking about it in thoughts no a theory of course god damn I hate the internet. I hate that we have to think about what we are talking about. Because I don't think you actually... I don't think you want to kill at all. No, I, I would never... I, know, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Your brain your brain does this thing. And ever, anyone who yeah. doesn't... under Anyone who's like actively trying to not understand what we're talking about right now is lying to themselves. But your brain does this thing sometimes where, where it just sort of independently of you as a real person and your own morality... Your brain just goes, what's the most fucked up thing I could possibly think right now? Just recreationally. Yep. Your brain just does that with awful leash. Not, it's not a real thought. It's not something you have any actual, um, uh, what, what is the word? Not something you have any actual, um, uh, whatever toward, like real genuine feelings about. But your brain just goes like, for sport. I'm gonna stretch the limits. It's almost like when you're, uh, I, I, this is, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but like when you're in the gym, uh, you you expand by picking by you just pick up a heavier weight than you picked before, and maybe your brain does this weird thing that's like, in order to expand, I'm going to think something more fucked up than I've ever thought before in my life, just so I can, and and you're and you're not an, you're not even an active participant in your thoughts. Sometimes you're just watching. Yeah. Them. So I get yes, where I you're coming from, in a sense. Um, what? What? I don't know if I should ask this question. What else do you think about? Um, oh, I think about a lot of things. I like to preface this with I do have like uh, I'm psychoactive and I have like uh, BPD and OCD, and there's a name for those, and they're called intrusive thoughts, and yes. they're just thoughts that like you can't control and stuff, and. I I think about it a lot. My therapist told me this a few years ago. 
think of them like cars like passing like you're sitting by a highway exactly. and all these cars are zooming and like you don't have to stop and stare at all of them like not at all you don't have to go run into it you can just like watch them pass because you have no control over it and i think i think that makes it a lot easier to understand <sighs> okay we did it we got through that um... is that psychotic i'm not psychotic psychoactive is like a trait of like depression but i don't sorry i'm reading the chat no, I'm not. No, no, don't don't what's it? Pixie Pixie don't Pixie don't read the don't read the stupid chat. Don't read the chat. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm disappointed. I'm I'm upset at you that you're reading the chat. I'm right sorry. Now. I'm so sorry, Lyle. Okay, <laughs> don't do it. Bad. Okay, well, okay, we're done. I'll okay. stop, I'll stop. Okay, all right. We're done. All right. Completely. All right. Um How did you and Moth meet? You won't believe this. We met on Omegle. We met on Omegle. You went on Omegle, and then you guys both are in the same... How are you guys both in the same room? I feel like Omegle, you're meeting, you're matching people Yeah, like no. random places. Yep. <laughs> There's a story. We were both... We don't even use Omegle, and we both were on there, and we found out, like, to find other people our age, like, um, 18, 19. Uh, we're both 18. Uh, we had to go on, like, the TikTok tag to find, like, people that are like us I guess I don't know just like but a lot of people on there suck so I was about to get off anyways but I saw her on there and she was dancing in her room and I was like I gotta get her number so I literally asked and she was like yeah and then we started talking and two weeks later I bought her a plane ticket to come see me for Christmas which was a really dumb idea in hindsight like why would you do that but it worked out great and it's great it worked yeah. out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that it things. Uh, what is what is Moth saying? She said I was looking at the chat, but I wasn't. Yes, you, <laughs> <are>. <laughs> you, you don't have the chat. You know what? Well, listen, um, Pixie Moth. Uh, thank you guys for sharing about the intrusive thoughts. The intrusive thoughts thing is a weird thing. Um, yeah. We're definitely gonna have to censor. Uh, we're never gonna have a sensor part of that, but um, yeah, intrusive thoughts thing is a weird. It's a weird thing that I think happens to everyone that we just don't talk about because it's too fucked up to talk about. I've always expressed this. I feel like like it, it, thoughts and feelings are like kind of fair. You can think and feel anything at all in in the realm of whatever, and I don't think that it taints your. Uh, your soul or your morality or anything like that. I think it's when the thoughts become, uh, you know, more than just thoughts is when it's when things start to get tricky. Um, but just the thoughts, there, that's that's when they're in a realm of like, okay, maybe I should do something about this. But the intrusive thoughts, I mean, they're, they're, that's not real. You know, that's just your brain. No, not real. That's just your brain off a leash, going crazy for sport. You know, well, I'm glad you have well, a real therapist to talk about with this stuff. Yes, I do, but I don't think I said that. No, you did. I think oh, you did. I did. Oh, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you Sorry. did. You told me your therapist was telling you. Um, I like what I like what they said with the cars. I like that. Yeah, the cars, the cars. Yeah. Well, Pixie, is there I anything else also, you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yes, oh, yes, t- yes, tell us the thing. I I think th- there's something else. I don't know if the if the person wrote it down, the screener, that mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd be interested to talk about, um, related to like pirates and goblins. Did you see that on there? Uh, I did. Uh, what did what did uh, what did you want to talk about in terms of pirates um, and goblins? Well, um, this is a complete flip, a whole 180, but. Um, we we really like to role play like goblins and pirates in bed, and that's like our favorite thing, like number one turn on. And I guess that's like kind of weird. <laughs> who is the pirate and who is the goblin, or do you guys take turns? Oh, we're no one at a time. Like like we do pirates and then we do goblins. Like we're both pirates and we're both goblins. What is it that turns you on about like, pirates? <sighs> Like, arg. I don't know. <laughs> like, arg. It's like a level of aggressiveness and, like, uh, oh, okay. 
Hi, Lyle. It's like... Hello, Moth. There's like... A, they're kind of different things. Like, with goblins, it's like this animalistic, like, mischievous nature that um, makes it fun. But with pirates, the pirates are a new thing. Like, we kind of just go, arg. Yeah, it's a new we, thing. And then, and then it escalates. And, <laughs> and then we, like, make those kinds of noises. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. No, yeah. So much, no, noise. You, yeah. I, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, it's it's a pleasure talking to you guys because, uh, yeah, it's great to know that this big, beautiful world's got something for everyone, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Got, there's something for everybody. Something for everybody. Uh, see, that's, you know, in terms of the things that people you know have going on they don't talk about there's a there's probably 500 people and maybe more on the podcast uh that will listen to this and one of those motherfuckers <laughs> wants to fuck a pirate or a goblin Definitely. and they're like and and they probably it's like one of the most shameful things in to them in their brain and they have no idea that there's other human beings out there that want to fuck pirates and goblins and so you've you've uh comforted exactly. them with that so, thank you for your openness, Pixie and Moth, and I hope you both have a great rest of the day. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. it's good to know that other people out there share experiences and stuff, and thank you for talking to us. We appreciate have it. Have a good night, guys. Have Love a night. you. Love you. Not nice. All right, Brandon, we're going to censor the word... <laughs> we're going to censor the word... <laughs> Brandon. Okay. And then, and then in the post, this can be part of the post call. You can even censor the word when I say, you can censor the word when I say to, to censor it just now. You can include this part. Yeah, I have intrusive thoughts. Of course, everyone, have, everyone has intrusive thoughts. There's nobody in the world. They're just fucking lying. There's nobody in the world that puts every single maybe there maybe there is. I'm not gonna I don't know anything for sure. But there's very few people in the world who put every single thing out there on the table. All practically no one. Why would you? And uh we all have crazy thoughts. Because of our brains. I think the danger is when those crazy thoughts uh, manifest themselves into things that are not just thoughts. But that is uh, a a thought process breakdown, whatever have you, for a person who is a real therapist and not a gecko. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 